0: Alright, it's time to get into some rapid fire with Lexi. Y'all ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I think. I think. <laughs> so, rapid fire, you can only give me the short answer, no explanations, just the first thing that comes to mind. Cool? Okay. Alright, how do you like your steak? Medium well. 90s or 2000s music? 90s. That's right, okay. <laughs> Favorite color? Purple. Your zodiac sign?
1: I'm a gemacancer.
0: Gem What does that mean? I'm on the cusp. I know I said rapid fire, but I need to know.
1: I'm on the cusp. Okay. My birthday is June 21st. Gemini and Cancer, so I'm a Gem Cancer.
0: You lean towards one more than the other?
1: I feel like I lean towards more towards Gemini, but some people will say I'm sensitive like a Cancer, but I don't think so. Okay,
0: cool. What's your favorite basketball team? Hawks. Okay, and what's one of the most life-changing trips you've been on? Accra. Nice. Let's go back to music a little bit. Okay. So. 90s music is my favorite absolute favorite yes um 2000s has some joints too i'm not gonna sleep on the 2000s but it's like undeniable like the r&b that came out in the 90s the hip-hop that came out in the 90s yes. like everything was just fire so who was some of your favorite artists from that time
1: so i really like master p his late 90s music really? master p new orleans music i love but I, he really got me into loving new orleans music gotcha okay so um jodeci oh okay don't like- you ain't got no Jodice? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I mean, Aaron Hall. I mean, like, even the old movies, like, the old soundtracks just mm. used to be dope. Like, the Mo Money soundtrack. Yeah. Like, I like the music from... Oh, Thor- my
0: God. Soundtracks. Go yes. back to soundtracks. Yes. I mean, that sound... I don't know. Do people still do soundtracks? I don't they're, think so. If they do, they're definitely not as big as they used to be. Yeah, Because, like, they had Soul Food, Waiting to Exhale, yeah. um, Dead Presidents. Like, so many soundtracks had some of the most iconic songs in the 90s. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: No, soundtracks were my thing. I used to get the soundtracks, and I'm like, yes, but like you said, Waiting to Exhale... Best boomerang, yeah, man. Her, that's Tony Braxton. Is I love Tony Braxton, because, yeah. and then that movie just like made her career.
0: Uh, Tony, 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 how about Tony, Tony, Tony? Look at that! I, I
1: love Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, well, House Party 2 is one of my favorite movies, and I love when they're singing on there. I love Tony, Tony, Tony. like I love it. <laughs> I'm a big like movie person too, like 90s movies, so like any of that music in that era, I love it,
0: yeah, man. I think I had a 90s well I had a Halloween 90s party series that we would dress up like 90s all 90s music I literally would lose my life every time (laughs)
1: because it was
0: like yo I'm getting to live the life because in the 90s I was like under 10 yeah so you get to live that experience Mm -hmm. of what you used to see what you used to listen to and feel like you know you people back in the days going to the club with the 4x jeans and the jerseys (laughs) and all that stuff man what a time
1: Yes, the bamboo earrings.
0: Bamboo earrings.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Society family is Rondell, aka King Rondadon, your host. Season two, episode three. Um, I'm here, still in Atlanta, and our very special guest for this episode is. Lexi with the curls what's up <laughs> what's up how you doing I am great how are you I'm good thank you so much for having me thank you for thank you for coming through to the podcast man absolutely um and if you don't know Lexi she basically is the mayor of Atlanta she runs <laughs> she runs it down here <laughs> I try I try <laughs> <laughs> no nah, but she's super on the scene um beauty and travel influencer um have a lot of great travel stories to share with you guys today and a lot of Atlanta talking and talk about seeing the world so let's get into it man so what what um how did you get started in your in your career in um as a beauty and travel influencer
1: okay so i started in um well actually i started off as a beauty influencer and i started doing youtube videos on my natural hair and at the time there wasn't a lot of youtubers in the natural hair space so this was in 2008 and i just started doing videos and then it was very before the curve it was it Mm -hmm. was before the curve and People would start coming up to me in person. I would be in, in Atlanta, and in New York. People would come up to me like, oh, you're Lexi with the girls. So I'm like, oh, people actually in real life are watching me. <laughs> right. So um, I started doing, you know, videos. I started doing um, events in the city, and I would do events other places. I co-hosted an event in Paris before everybody was kind of going to all over the world and doing events. And it just kind of, like, went from there. It was literally just me in my in my bathroom with my ex-boyfriend filming me, and then it just <laughs> kind of worked. Like, you know? So I started traveling. And I realized, I've transitioned from beauty space, Mm -hmm. and then eventually I did a weight loss challenge, and I kind of was known for that, and then I started showcasing my traveling, and people were like, you know, where's the next place you're going? So it just kind of evolved on my site, from beauty to weight loss, to fitness, to travel, and people just kind of were feeling it, so I just kind of just was, that was what I like to do, and so I like to showcase what I like to do and have fun, and
0: people are really into it, so. That's dope. I mean, I think that's the, the coolest way to do it, the most authentic and organic way mm-hmm. is just sharing what your actual real life experiences are i've i've seen a lot of Um, women in the beauty space sort of feel pigeonholed and trapped to stick into, because that's what they get known for, and it's like, well, I guess people won't care if I step outside of this box, but you found a way to sort of navigate that process and and keep people along for the journey.
1: I did, yeah. It was was literally a natural growth for me, and to be honest, like, I really don't like talking about hair. I don't. (laughs) Like, you know, how much can you talk about hair? And I admire all the people that started with me. They're still doing it, Mm -hmm. just talking about hair, but I just, it just wasn't me. Um, I had fun at the time. Because it was a learning process for right. me, but then eventually I'm like, okay, I have the hair thing down. I know how to do my hair now.
0: Let me <laughs> move on to something else. So it literally right. was just a natural growth. Right, right, right. Um, so what are who are some of your biggest influences in terms of the content creation space, or or other people that you're cool with in the in the game that you kind of came up with, sort of before the curve of this whole natural hair movement that everyone talks about.
1: Yeah. So um, like Taryn. Taryn, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I've known her forever. Um, even whenever she does any panels, she t- and I love that she tells people like, "Oh, Lexi was the first person I followed." So uh, me and Taryn, are cool, like uh, Christina from Love Brown Sugar, Jessica from Glamazon's blog. Yeah, those They'll, are the homies. Yes, like I love them, and we started before everyone else. So like we all kind of just kind of clicked up, and it was just very natural. Like it wasn't there's no competition between anyone. It was just a natural like we just all kind of clicked together. Whenever I would go to New York, um, since I'm Atlanta based, but I would go to New York for different events, and then I would meet all of the other influencers and it was just a natural like friendships form just because we're in the same space and we just have the same interests
0: dope and that's um, it's funny because I was just telling Lexi like I always forget you're in Atlanta I literally see you in every other city that I go to like (laughs) I've seen you down here obviously but I see you in New Orleans I see you in New York so you be out
1: here I'm out here like I really am like most people think I'm from LA when they meet me they think that I'm from LA I guess I have an LA vibe but then people a lot of people do think like oh you're New York based I'm like no so usually when I get pitched I get pitched for New York events all the time and I'm like I don't live in New York. So, but yeah. But if so,
0: you cover that flight. <laughs>
1: exactly, right, exactly.
0: <laughs> I feel you. So, let's talk about your travels a little bit. So, how did you get into the travel series? Or, what were, what were some of the first like stepping stones in terms of you doing international travel? I know you mentioned. Um, for work, for your, for the beauty industry, doing something in Paris is yeah. was that one of the first big trips for you?
1: Well, it was one of my first big trips. Um, and growing up, we went to the Caribbean all the time. So my parents would always take me to Bahamas, Jamaica, Virgin Islands. So mm-hmm. that was my that was my international travel. Gotcha. Um, in college, I went to London my sophomore year with my cousin, and I like begged my mother. I was like, I want to go there. So I went right before um, Christmas for the holidays, and that's what really sparked my initial travel, just wanting to travel. And then after that. Um, I just, I just wanted to explore the world. Actually, one of my friends, Sandra, she used to have this group called Young Black Professionals. And they would do different group trips. Um, And so she, I would look at her pictures from Carnival and from Asia. She did an around the world trip. And she was the one that really pushed me to like, okay, I need to see the world. Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm sitting in Atlanta. I'm working every day. I'm working hard. I was working in television at the time, working in production. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I need to get out and see the world. And I was able to travel to Trinidad for work. Um, and just, so it was, it really helped me, push me to like, want to see the world. So that was really what it was, just seeing other people's pictures. Mm. I'm like, I want to experience that.
0: Maybe on Soul Society, at Soul Society. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, um, maybe on platforms like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you, you showcase beautiful images. So when I see these beautiful images, I'm like, I want to go that yeah, place. Yeah, like, like that looks
0: dope. I mean, I tell people all the time, social society has pushed me to travel way beyond what I ever thought I would be doing yep. like I, I've ended up in places that I never knew existed or places that I thought black people would never be yep. and that's because I saw another black person like oh I'm in Iceland, I'm in Japan and I'm like well I'm, a, I'm gonna go to Iceland Japan yep. <laughs> and all through Africa I mean my Africa travel is still light I'm trying to get deeper in there but um, I I, it was a lifelong goal that I didn't yeah. think I'd be able to achieve so early in life. Because, But it was because I saw other people that was like, yeah, we out here in Tanzania mm-hmm. and um, Kenya and South Africa and Ghana. And I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: it shows that anyone can do it. Yeah, and it's, you-
0: it's super attainable. Once mm-hmm. you figure out how to make it happen. And if y'all listen to season one of the podcast, you should have already heard all the travel tips to how to travel for cheap around the world. So if you haven't, go back in the archives and check that out. Um, but what are some of the coolest places that you've been to? Oh, the coolest places. I would
1: say one would be Accra. I had so much fun in Accra. I've been
0: dying to go. That's yes. that's definitely, like, another life goals trip. So, hopefully sometime in the next few years.
1: Yes, you have to. Um, it, the people were just so nice. Um, and it feels like home. It felt mm-hmm. like home so much. Um, I also went to I went to Nairobi the year before. I didn't get the same feeling there that I got in Ghana. In mm-hmm. Nairobi, they actually, like, the guys would call me white girl in I think Swahili. I've heard
0: of that before. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: I interesting. Ca- I got called white girl. My friend, um, she's brown skinned. And they were like, oh, sister to her. Mm. To me, they would call me white girl. And so I was just like, that was my first time in Africa. And I was kind of like offended. Like, yeah. I came all the way to Africa. So I, mean, I could be called, you know,
0: yeah, like, sister. You want right. to get the welcome home sister and you yes. getting the outsider treatment. That ain't, that ain't cool. Yeah. Especially for your first experience. Well, exactly. thank God it didn't make you not want to return. So you right. went to Ghana after that and I, felt very at home.
1: I did. I felt so at home everybody was just like my sister um the people were nice i ended up meeting a really cool guy i have a friend who um i don't even i don't speak french but she has a site called travel travel Africa. i think i, I can't think of the I don't know how to say it, but <laughs> she's, she's French. I met her. She's from Cameroon, okay. and she has a, um, so she promotes travel from people within the continent okay. of Africa going to other African countries, oh, nice. and so anytime I go somewhere, I usually hit her up, like, hey, can you introduce me to someone? So I ended up meeting someone there, so I was able to hang out with him. He introduced me to other artists, um, like like actual um musical artists, and then actually like art you know like sculpturists and painters. so it was really cool because I really got to get in the scene and it literally felt like I was in New York or something it Mm. was really cool like the experience was really dope
0: um but yeah it was just it just felt like home I like that and Mm -hmm. I love and I've talked about this before I love just having the experience of a local person kind of helping you navigate because anywhere you go you can kind of get lost and not find the right version of that trip that you would have wanted. But when you mm-hmm. when you can interact with the local, whether you've known them in advance or you meet them there, and they sort of give you that local feel, it's hard to have a bad time because a local person has already gone to all the bad restaurants right. to know the good ones. They've mm-hmm. gone to all the bad clubs to know the good ones. So yep. it's like... Help me out in that process, bro. <laughs> exactly.
1: And I don't. I, I honestly don't want to party with tourists. I don't yeah. want to party with other tourists. Yeah. I want to party with people that live there. I want to listen to the music. I don't want to hear Kanye. Right.
0: right. Like, right.
1: sometimes I do, but if I'm in another country, I don't necessarily want to hear Kanye and T.I. or whoever else. So, I really like getting into
0: it and really just getting a feel of the culture. You be turning up to that Afro beat, huh? I do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> so, outside of being a, a travel influencer right now, you also work at Bossu. Yes, I've been a boss for 10, 10 years.
1: I don't know what well, I said, 10 years. Okay, the site's been around for <laughs> 10 years. Like, you? you?
0: don't
1: look that old. <laughs> I've been there for five years now, actually. And I started off in television production, and the hours were, like, killing me. So I was looking for a job, a career in marketing. My degree is in marketing. So I started there um, as a digital marketer, and now I'm the... Um, Now I'm the editorial operations manager for the site and also work with Madame Noir and Hip Hop Wired. So it's been a lot of fun because it's, you know, what I was doing in television, I get to be around so many cool things and cool people but now I actually get to like live in the space and live in the moment mm. and not have to be working right. so it's always a lot of fun just getting a chance to meet new people meet celebrities that I've been admiring forever so it's just an awesome experience and
0: constantly in a creative space creative environment
1: yes everybody I work with is super creative and I just love working with them and just we come up with different ideas for videos and for interviews so it's, it's a great time like my job is kind of boring well the, the I do analytics and stuff so most people don't care about that kind of stuff but the analytics um, but I also do plan events for the um, site, so we have really cool, fun events in Atlanta. So when you you know you have to come down for one. Um, so yeah, y'all
0: yeah, gonna try to slide in her DMs to try to get invited to, right. to some of <laughs> these
1: people? Do all the time. So like, how do I get invited? <laughs> yes, they they definitely do. But yeah, we try to you know get all the all the people that's in Atlanta, like that the influencers and everything. We try
0: to make sure we invite everybody out. That's cool. I mean, I was just uh, telling Lexi offline that I think Atlanta has a good environment of uh young black creators that kind of support each other and, and they y'all kind of have a squad out here i feel like yeah. like y'all kind of roll deep in um in especially in the creative space down here and and make things happen and push each other forward so that's cool absolutely we have group
1: chats we have you know
0: when you go to an event most of the events, is going to be the same people because it's the same people
1: being invited. But it's just great to be around everybody, to inspire each other and to push everybody. Right. So, And then the group chats are always funny. Like, you, you know, we have our different
0: conversations and right, stuff. Right, right. But it's
1: always good to really be in that space with other people that are in the same, you know, have the same mission.
0: So have you always planned to get into, like, production in the creative space?
1: Yeah, so I always wanted to work in entertainment. Actually, growing up, I was obsessed with Ludacris. My thing was, I want to work for DTP. (laughs) It's so crazy. Like, growing up, I was like, I'm moving to Atlanta. I'm gonna work in the music industry, mm-hmm. and it ended up like I ended up working on a show with them, so it was really funny. But I and now I know like most of the people that work for um, for that label. Yeah. But I wanted to work in the music industry at first, and I ended up following following into television. I had an internship at a television station, and then from there, like when I graduated. I was looking for a job, couldn't find this big corporate job that my parents wanted, and I ended up getting a job on Craigslist with um, MTV's Yo Mama. I don't know if you remember that I, show.
0: I, I definitely remember right. Yo Mama.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I started on there. Like I got a job through Craigslist, got to the building, and I saw MTV signs. So I was like, "Oh shit! Like, what's this?" <laughs> so um, I ended up uh, starting there, and so from the television, it still seemed right to me. Mm-hmm. So even though it wasn't the music industry, I'm like, okay, this is still cool. Like, I like the behind the scenes. Either way, I knew I wanted to be behind the scenes anyway. I mm-hmm. wasn't trying to be in the forefront. And then now working in the media space, it's still, I mean, it's been a progression, but it's still been an amazing experience. And it's still, you know, focused in the same area.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. same for me. I mean, I I wanted to be Diddy, basically. If you, yeah. re- if you really wrap it up, I wanted to be Diddy. I wanted yep. to have the pop and record label manage artists you know, being everybody's music video mm-hmm. in, in, in the cut though, like Diddy, like Ronnie bopping in the back—that <laughs> <laughs> was the goal. Um, and then I think in college when Napster came out, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is happening, and LimeWire, mm-hmm. and then the music industry started declining. And I'm like, I still need to be like adjacent to all this yeah. entertainment that I love so much. Um, so find my way in media in a very similar way, I guess. And now I'm in that creative space with all the artists and talent and. Actors and musicians and all that stuff that I love to be around and it's it's been a cool ride, man.
1: Absolutely. And we're actually in the space where all the music artists they're trying to move into this they space. Are. And I know when I first started, a lot of the people from music from the industry who were big in mm-hmm. the industry, like making millions of dollars, right. they were trying to move because that industry, like you said, like the music industry was going down, so they were trying to transition to T V and other media. Right. So, you know, we, we ended up in the right space.
0: Yeah, I think so. And even looking at um, Outside of of media, but let's talk about Rihanna real quick and how she's, like, (laughs) crushing the beauty game. Oh, my gosh,
1: yes. And,
0: obviously, I don't know anything about beauty, but um, I know she took over, like, out of nowhere. Like, people were not expecting her to come out and change the game the way she has.
1: And I feel like there was really no marketing before. There was no, like, it was just, like... It kind
0: of popped up. and was, like, take over every billboard everywhere, every, you know, magazine or whatever, but I mean, I think she's just serving a market that wasn't served before, and once exactly. you do that in in any industry, mm-hmm. I think um, people are going to connect with you. Plus, she's super authentic; like people want to rock with her. Absolutely, I, mean? I want
1: to be her friend. Yeah, yeah I want to be her friend, and I like that. You know, her brand it brings every race together because yes. because she has forty different shades, so it brings everybody together. Her music brings everybody together. Yeah. So she was the perfect person to do that.
0: that and I, I even think that. about that. That is that is a very good point because um, I was seeing. Online, they were talking about um, a woman that's her darkest shade, and then a woman that has albinism that says she finally found her yep. Like both of these people at the opposite ends of, mm-hmm. of the spectrum, finally found their like skin. Help me out. What's the what's the skin
1: Comple- complexion? Yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. Or they finally skin found a, yeah. They yeah. finally
0: found their skin skin tone um, reflected in the makeup. So I'm yeah. like, You got her, Rihanna doing the damn thing. But that just That just goes to show again back to what we're talking about: artists that just venture out of. Music because music obviously is what makes you big and what you're known for, but mm-hmm. everybody's trying to get their coins out here, absolutely. Man. <laughs>
1: Sometimes, I mean, because we all you know, a lot some people steal music, so people aren't really buying you know anymore, so they have to do something else. They have to, uh, and she's gonna consistently make money off of that, yeah. like you know, so she's always gonna make money. So you have to come up with something else. That's why all these if these artists are smart, they're gonna have some type of other brand
0: outside of just their music, yeah, for sure. And I think, like I said, it, it also helps that she's as like transparent and authentic as she mm-hmm. is she's never been maybe since her second album she's never been that like i'm miss perfect she's yeah. like oh i might i might have been rolling a blunt you might have seen right that. i don't really give a <laughs> shit actually
1: right exactly <laughs> she yeah she's fun she's super authentic like I, literally i want to be her friend like i don't necessarily want to be beyonce's friend but i want to be rihanna's friend i've
0: heard that from a lot of people yeah that same thing like even women who love beyonce it's like if you had a choice of who you were gonna go and chill with for the day? Yeah, it would be Rihanna. Oh yeah, yeah just because you know it would be a more of a out there experience. Exactly. She
1: doesn't care. She just does what she wants. Like, and that's what I think a lot of women aspire to be. But we just can't. Like, yeah. I would love to be like Rihanna, but I can't because I'm like, okay, I have a career. Can I really do that. You know, I can't do certain things she does. I can't walk around without a bra. On me. There's certain things that I can't do. But yeah, I'm like, she can do whatever she wants, and she doesn't care. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> This episode of Soul Society 101, the podcast is brought to you by Visit Philadelphia. Looking to hit up museums, head to the game and check out a hip-hop showcase? We got you. Looking for captivating mural art and good eats at your new favorite restaurant? We got you. Because here in Philly, no matter what you're into or where you're from, we got you. Head to visitphilly.com slash we got you to see more. All right, let's get into the next segment. This segment, y'all should know it by now, is if you were stranded on a deserted island and you could bring one of each of these things, what would it be? So if you could bring one album. Stevie Wonder, Greatest Hits. Oh, you know what? No one has said a Greatest hit so far and that makes all the sense. You want the joints. Yeah, like I don't want just like, yeah, it has to be like (laughs) the Greatest Hits, yeah. That's good, why is that?
1: Uh, I is mean, Stevie
0: Wonder, like your favorite? Oh my
1: gosh, yeah. Stevie Wonder is my favorite. Just I was listening to uh, One of Grace's album the other day, and every single song is just so amazing. Like the
0: just the composition and everything, mm-hmm. the words, his
1: voice his is just voice is I amazing. mean amazing.
0: And he's one of those artists for me. I don't I don't know if I'm the only person like this, but there are artists that I respect, and I'm like they're a legend, and I'll totally give them that. But I don't really remember how many hits they have until I yes. listen to the catalog. Mm-hmm. There's so many artists. Um, that have come to Essence Festival that I've been like, oh okay, I guess uh, I guess I'll check the show. And then i leave the show like yo, yeah. I totally <laughs> forgot that they had like 20 number one joints. You exactly. know what I mean? Stevie is definitely one of those people. Oh
1: yeah. Like I keep I keep hearing new songs and I'm like, dang, I didn't even know this song. Yeah. Like, yeah, love him.
0: All right, if you could bring one TV show. Golden Girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My answer's are random, right? Okay. Golden no no, no, it's not that. Okay. Right now. people really bang with Golden
0: Girls. Who which character is your favorite on the oh, show?
1: So I am a mix between Sophia and Blanche. Okay. Definitely Sophia and Blanche. And Sophia is
0: the taller one, right? No, Sophia is the the mom. Oh, okay. So oh, she was she was um quick with the quick with the tongue. Very witty, very witty, <laughs> uh smart alecky you know, yes, yes. Very.
1: And then Blanche, you know I remember Blanche. I'm trying to get Blanche into was, my
0: Go ahead. Blanche was sassy pants, right? She,
1: well, she was sassy pants, and she was like the sexy one. Yeah. I'm trying to get into my Blanche. I'm trying to find a man. <laughs> so I'm trying to get into my Blanche sexy.
0: <laughs> Hilarious. Um, if you could bring one last meal?
1: It would be a fried pork chop. Mm. Yes. Anywhere specific? No, that's just that's your that's go-to my, if you see it. That's the only thing I know how to cook well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, fried pork chops.
0: So you would make your own last meal?
1: I, yeah, I could. Okay. I could do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> One thing that you would bring to remind you of home? My dog Bentley. Oh. Yeah, I love him. Oh, that would be good. So yeah.
1: you could have a companion. Exactly. Is that kind of cheating though? Cuz I was I'm it, deserted. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of cheating.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. it's fine. It, Cuz you're still deserted. Like you don't have anything. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah, that's a good. I'm gonna get me a pet just in case I end up on the desert. Yes, <laughs> and bring him with you, him or her. In <laughs> uh, one book, the
1: Bible. I, that would on, help somebody. I mean, that would. Hey, help. Let's clap it up for the Bible,
0: <laughs> y'all. We need some Jesus with us.
1: Yes, like I don't need to stay motivated.
0: I need to stay sane, so you I'm gonna know? have to read the Bible with all them little animals and them mm-hmm. hard nights. I yes. was watching a show the other day. What is it called? There's like two people on an island that butt naked. And they got to figure out their way, like, make fire out of wood and there's animals and all that stuff. But I was like, yo, I could not make it. Yeah. So I'm glad this is all very theoretical because I'm such a city boy. Yeah. Such a city boy that I'm like, there was a bug, actually a bug down here in Atlanta that I saw yesterday. I uh, recorded it. It was on the window. <laughs> I'm on the 36th floor, y'all. The bug was about, what's the, what was this, like two inches? Yeah. It mm-hmm. was about two inches big. And I felt like I heard every thump when it put his hand on the glass. And I was like, what the fuck is this? That's the South. But people started telling me it's a stink bug. Have you heard yeah. of a stink? So we don't have stink bugs in the field. So apparently if you step on it, or then it actually
1: smells. I haven't killed one before. Mm. But apparently if you actually kill it and you squish it, then apparently
0: it stinks. So it's like... A skunk and a bug?
1: That's uh, what, allegedly, yeah, okay.
0: We don't have stink bugs in New York, and I was just, I didn't know, I was like, can this break through the glass? It was, it was a solid, like, hefty-sized bug. And how did it even get so high? That's funny.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And
0: climbing, not even flying, but like literally climbing on a wall on the 36th floor, but you know, that's a South for you, man. I don't yeah. know. I got some things out here I ain't ready for. I had a
1: frog on my door last night. A frog? A frog. Just like chilling. <laughs> On my back door and I was so scared. Oh yeah. man.
0: So let's get back to back to travel real yes. quick. So outside of a crowd, what are some other places that you really had like a good experience, a good uh a good time staying there and connected with the people and all that stuff?
1: Cartagena for sure. Um mm. I went last year for my birthday.
0: I've heard of great things. I've never been to South America okay. at all. And I've heard great things about there. So I feel like if when I do venture to South America, it's going to be there or Rio first.
1: Absolutely, it was um, my first time in South America, and um, same thing there. People were just embracing me because they were all brown like us. Mm-hmm. So when they would come up to me, they would say "mi color, mi color," and mm-hmm. they would point to our skin color. They would put their their arm next to my arm to show the complexion. Nice. So um, it was just an amazing experience. People just one they thought that me and my ex they thought we were Colombian because everyone looks like us literally. Mm-hmm. So when you go there, they're going to think that you're Colombian until you speak English. Mm-hmm. So it was just um, just amazing. Just to see black people one of my things that when i like to when i travel i like to see where like the black people that are there because there are black people everywhere you know because they they got dropped off in brazil first before we got all the way up here so all you know everywhere in that route there are people that look just like us and it's amazing just to see them like okay you speak spanish but you look just like me and so it's just um i just had a great experience there um Just the beaches were beautiful. Um, We stayed in the old city. It was just a beautiful... It just looked beautiful. So, um, and of course, Narcos really made me want to go to Columbia.
0: We have to... I didn't even put it together, but I just started watching Narcos. Okay. The first season? Yes. What? I'm late. (laughs) I'm late. And here's how trifling I am. The reason why I was like let me get into Narcos it's because of SZA on okay. her new album she's like start the Narcos off an episode one and I was like Narcos what the hell is this <laughs> I didn't even know it wasn't even on my radar okay. until I heard the song and I was like oh, bored one like Friday night because I'm washed I don't go out on Friday anymore. <laughs> I was like eh, let me see what this Narcos stuff is about and I put on I was like Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was the only show that makes me put my phone down because you have to put your
1: phone down because you so many subtitles. Yeah, It makes me it made me put my phone down.
0: It made me type that like I didn't keep up my Spanish cuz I used to be kind of nice in Spanish and then I'm <laughs> watching the show I'm like I don't know what they're right. talking about. So like you can't even eat and watch. You need to be like fully committed to reading the subtitles. Yes. And First of all, I feel like some of the subtitles be way too short. Like you be watching and you be like, no, they they flash that for like a second. Oh
1: yeah, you have to do some rewinding for sure.
0: Yeah. So was do you still see remnants of that time in? Um, Columbia or is it sort of moved past that?
1: So in the old city yes because it looks literally probably like it did you know in the early 1900s the building just the architecture and everything and they they preserve it. Mm. When you're outside of that area then yes the tall buildings and the skyscrapers and everything so even though Narcos I think that was like the 80s Yeah. Um, I mean so it's still similar but The old city just, it really looks literally like an old city. So they, um, you still see the forts and everything. You see the um, cannons. So you're still able to see all that. So, um, but yeah, like probably just the growth of just like the skyscrapers and everything. That's probably the big difference from when you're watching Narcos or some of the other shows based in Columbia.
0: Nice. I mean, yeah, I was just looking at that show. I'm like, I can't even imagine being there during that time. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Like, just. Not to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it, but I feel like I'm the last... Yeah, you're the only person that hasn't watched it. (laughs) It's cool. Well, since there's no spoiler alert, um, I just think back to, like... I I just can't imagine being, like, a child. Because they had, like, teenagers carrying guns, shooting people in support of this leader who was, like, kind of dope because he was, quote-unquote, giving power back to the people and Mm -hmm. money in in their hands, but was kind of, like, fucking up their country. You know what I'm saying? At the same time. Yeah. And it's it's very similar really to what we're all kind of dealing with in outside of Columbia, because there are a lot of people in power who we continue to put in power and are just kind of like giving handoffs and one-offs. So we're like happy for the little piece of the pie that we think we're getting when they're actually kind of ruining our lives.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. In the long run, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that show is, mm.
1: yeah. Have you seen Celia on Netflix?
0: So, I'm late on that. Team.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's like 80 episodes, so it takes a while.
0: So yeah, what's that about? So,
1: it's by Celia Cruz. Okay. And even though it's, you know, the show's supposed to be based in um, Cuba, they actually film in Colombia. Okay. So, you get to see a lot of the cool areas as well, like how it looks really old, because a lot of the areas still look old, but mm-hmm. it's filmed in Colombia, and it looks really
0: dope. So, so is that is that another dope one to watch? It is.
1: It's completely subtitled, so it's no uh... English at all. So, it's I'm on like episode 42, so it's taking... So, is your Spanish lit
0: now, then? I mean,
1: kind. To, a little bit. Australia, you should be like ready to I mean I should be. I just don't have anybody to practice with. So, you oh, know, okay. I'm just trying to practice with somebody. I need I need a friend that speaks Spanish.
0: I don't know anybody watching Celia, so <laughs> <laughs> you might need to holler some Dominicans, some Mexicans, get your Spanish up because um Yeah, I feel like both of those shows might have me. It might have me back on my game. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get into Celia next. What else are you watching nowadays? Ooh, okay. So I'm. I watch. I'm a binge watcher of old shows. Okay. So I watch The
1: Wire. I watch The Wire like every year. I go through. (laughs) I I, I literally watch. (laughs) Like I. Except the second season because the second season. I watch The Wire every year. That is hilarious. Because it's so good. Like I will go through The Wire. I'll just go through watch old shows. Like I watch Veronica Mars. Like Mm. random shows. I just started watching Pretty uh, Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, I heard about that. Like have you watched Ozark? I heard Ozark. Ozark was really good. Yeah, Ozark was really good. Um, I just got I just got Netflix last year, so I'm I'm late to the game too. Okay. So I just got it last year, so I'm just starting to catch up with all. But you didn't have
0: nobody's password because you know that's what you. I know I didn't. That's what you do with. But. Your whole crew (sighs) needs one password. (laughs) I
1: know, I know. And I don't know why I didn't do that. I think I just wasn't into Netflix. I'm like, oh, I have cable. I have 500 Mm. channels. So I'm like, I don't need it.
0: No, Netflix is the truth. Netflix has so much. Because you know what it is? They can be so raw and out the box and different because they don't have to live up to network standards for right. their shows. Yeah. Um, so, I just think, like, their creativity sometimes is on a different level. Yeah. And they don't have right. to follow a, a format. Like, I, I got put on to um, Chewing Gum. Have you seen Chewing Gum? I love it. Chewing Gum is so funny. Chewing Gum had me... So, here's the thing. I had to... <laughs> I tried watching Chewing Gum one time. and the opening scene, the lead character's face, I was just like, okay, this is a lot to digest <laughs> right now. Like, I... Listen... I was just like, I can't right now. So I'm I'm (laughs) going to revisit this. But she's actually beautiful because I've seen her out on red carpets and stuff. Mm -hmm. But she knows how to, like, contort her face. And I guess the makeup artist did something. And I was like, whoa. But um that show is hilarious. Yes, very funny. Yeah, and
1: that was a sleeper for me because I was like, Oh, this is like really funny. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I love black British like anytime black British um actors mm-hmm. and actresses are really dope. They are really really good. talented. Really, really good. Yeah. So and their comedy is different anyway because they also think outside the box. Like, yeah. you know, their their comedy is different than our comedy, but they're funny. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right, so Lexi with the curls out here trying to get her Blanche on. Yes. Try- <laughs> trying to find her special somebody. Um, have you traveled solo?
1: I have, so I um, I recently started traveling solo. So I've done a couple of days in London, a couple of days in Accra, and then um, my full solo trip was this past May in Amsterdam.
0: Oh, how was that? Amsterdam solo seems like it can get really interesting.
1: It was interesting.
0: Amsterdam is a very interesting place. (laughs) It's
1: an interesting place, and it's really, when you think about it, that's not a place to go solo. Mm. You have, like, the sex stuff, and then you have, like, the smoking. And it's really not a place to really Mm. go solo. In order to have fun, for real, you need to be with somebody else. So it was, basically, nobody wanted to buy the ticket when I bought it. So um, it was a good experience. I mean, I had a couple of points where, you know, guys would come up to me and you know, they were trying to talk to me. They're like, oh, you know, do you need some help? Do you need me to come to your hotel room to walk you to your room? Like, Uber drivers would be trying to talk to me. Oh. So it got uncomfortable. So they were trying to bad because they saw you out by yourself. Yo, <laughs> like the Uber drivers would be like, oh, like do you need me to like? I know you're by yourself. You're lonely. And I was like, I'm alone, not lonely. Oh,
0: come and on, I was, somebody. Right, tell, tell them the difference. Break it down for. Them.
1: And I'm like, I don't. Need you to walk me to my room sir like come on uber <laughs> driver like i need you to go home so it was like funny. do you
0: want a good rating or not right because <laughs> <laughs> this can end really bad for
1: exactly so i mean from the uber drivers just to the guys in the streets um so usually what i do is i tell people like oh no i'm waiting for my boyfriend mm-hmm. and i'll act like he's like, in the store or something just to just feel safe yeah um but i never really have felt uncomfortable i never felt like my life was in danger and i do sketchy shit like when i went to ghana like i said i met a guy who i didn't know my friend introduced me to him via whatsapp mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was a guy until he got to my hotel. Gotcha. So sometimes I'm, you know, I do a little sketchy stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then we walk around and they had a blackout, pitch dark. I'm like, Whoa. pitch dark, Whoa. like no lights, walking through a <laughs> cry.
0: But I heard Ghana's super safe, though.
1: It, yeah, it was. I never felt uncomfortable. I, now, most the average person probably be uncomfortable with mm. a, a guy that they never met before. Right, 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 And it's pitch dark. You don't know someone's going to run up on yeah. you, grab you. Um, but I never, like, you know, I, I kind of, when I go places, if I'm by myself, I just kind of act like I'm not scared. I feel like when you act scared, that's when people start yeah, trying to mess with up, you. Yeah, they can pick
0: up on that. Yeah,
1: so that's one thing that
0: I definitely do. So, um, but yeah,
1: solo traveling has been, you know, it's been fun. I, have, I haven't had a bad experience.
0: That's good, because I know a lot of people... That follow social society they're always asking like how can i connect with other people to travel because i don't want to travel solo one i just say hit people up like the whole mm-hmm. point of the platform is to connect with other travelers so if yep. you're not doing that then you're not really doing it justice and two i don't think anybody should be scared to do solo travel i think you just need to be smart there are some places that are more safe than others mm-hmm. do your research on that and like you said, like just don't be naive and don't walk around looking like a potential victim. Right. Like don't have your map out. Don't have, you know, don't look like you're lost. Don't yep. look like you're trying to find something. Like mm-hmm. figure it out with the straight face. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Don't have your diamond ring on. Exactly. That all, like, all that stuff. stuff. And don't yeah. dress flashy, especially yep. in mm-hmm. an, you know a place that is not wealthy, you know, obviously you just look like the prime target, rolling by yourself. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk a little bit about dating and travel. So have you had any situations where, like, you've gone to meet somebody somewhere, or they've flown you out and they got a little funny acting?
1: Yeah, so like, that, this is what I'm dealing with now, because I'll have guys that are like, oh, I want to fly you up here. And so I, I always get, I'm always confused because I'm like, do I do it? Because then I feel, I don't feel obligated mm-hmm. to just to be with them or anything, but you know, guys have these expectations sometimes. So mm. I have to have this conversation front. What are you expecting? Like, so when this guy recently was like, oh, I want to fly you up here. What are your expectations? Right. Are you getting me a hotel? Right. Do you think that you're staying there? Like, you have to ask all those questions. And it's, and it's really like, it's something that, I get nervous about that conversation for some reason because they shouldn't feel like because they flew you up that they expect sex Correct. or anything but else. But a, a lot of guys do. They do. And all of my male friends tell me like, no, you have to have sex with him. That got fine. <laughs> kind of, like, they, my male friends are like, don't do that to him. And I'm like, but my female friends are like, girl, you don't have to do anything. So the girls and the guys <laughs> completely different opposite sides.
0: That is that is hilarious. Yeah. I do think um, it's important to have those conversations and be upfront because yeah. You don't want to be in a situation where you feel, well, one, you feel like you're uncomfortable and feel like you might do something because you feel like you're supposed to be doing it. Like no woman should ever do anything that they don't want to do. Exactly. And that's the message to all you guys out there. Like never put a woman in a situation to feel like she has to do anything. She has to comply to anything because of anything that you put up. If you're offering to fly her up and you haven't had the conversation about yo, so, you know, where I feel like we're at blah, blah, blah place, then have no expectations of that. Absolutely. But I, but I know guys do. They <laughs> do, they do. And I've heard guys, like, kick girls
1: out of their houses so anytime I go anyplace, I always make sure that I have extra money that if I need to be on my own or something, right. if I need to buy myself a meal, but I will say on my end and even though my male friends think this is crazy, like, I told this guy, I said, you want me to come see you? I'm not spending my own money, first of all, mm-hmm. and I know it sounds kind of, I don't know if it sounds bad or whatever, but I'm like, I'm not spending, I'm not buying a flight, Hotel, paying for all the Uber. Like, that's a lot of money for you. If you want to see me, then I feel like you should at least be able to contribute. Right. And, and even if it's not the whole thing, but at least contribute. Um, and I, I just, I'm very, I feel like I manage expectations well, but it is kind of one of those conversations that you don't really know how it's going to go. And I have one guy tell me like, no, I'm not doing all that. But then the next day he's like, okay, so it just, mm-hmm. you know, it just really depends on the person. But I just also, I make sure to have that conversation. What are your expectations? Right. Um, just because I don't want to get there. I don't want to, I don't want to have to argue with anybody mm. about it. Cause I shouldn't have to argue about what I don't want to do. And right. you shouldn't feel like you shouldn't feel like I that I guess the expectations you shouldn't feel that they're there. So I, it's important to have that conversation up front. Just so you don't get caught up in a situation and you're somewhere with someone and because they spent five hundred dollars, they feel like you're supposed to do whatever they want
0: you to do. Yeah, so I mean guys be feeling entitled for less. Guys they, feel entitled from a drink or two. For a drink, so yes, I can only yeah. imagine I can only imagine what that experience is like where guys feeling like, Well, I did all this, so you better, you know, whatever. Which is exactly. crazy. I just exactly. feel like I've never I've never Expected anything of a woman because of anything that I've done. It's yeah. kind of a wild thought to think. It is. It's like, are you buying a box? Like, what are, right? you doing? like what are you doing? That's
1: what they think they're doing. I have male friends that are like, oh, I don't even buy girls' drinks. I'm like, but why? Like, because they have these expectations, like, I buy you one drink. And like, no, that's not how this that's works. That's not. There, there
0: was once upon a time a thing called courtship, and right. uh, I don't know where it is in oh, 2017, but. In Atlanta, is really not here. So in, in Atlanta, it's- I would think it was, I think I would think it was a little bit more prevalent it being the South. But it's, I guess otherwise. Yeah. So it's, it's so
1: many eligible women here and not enough great men. Mm. So the great guys, they have so many options that they don't have to court you. And they know they don't have to because right. they know that, okay, well, I have five other girls that are in my text messages right now uh, trying to go out with me. Yeah. So they really don't have to. And it's really sad. And I talk to guys about this all the time. And they just have so many options that they really don't have to. They don't have to take you out on a date. So it's, now the new date is, oh, come to my house. Like, so now, like, I've just started dating and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to go to your house. Like, I actually want to go out to eat, like, in public. Right. (laughs) I don't don't want you to Uber Eats. I don't want, no, like, no, we need to be out in public,
0: sitting down. Uber Eats should not be a date until well in the relationship. yeah. When you've gotten past a certain point of, like, us being out and experiencing things. Like, you should be out experiencing things together and being out in... That's how you really get to know somebody. It is. It ain't it in is. a Yeah, it isn't <laughs> at all. Like, but you know, the new thing is, I've had guys like ask to travel
1: with me. So that's like a new. I'm like, but we haven't even like, been like, on a date. Like
0: as a new situation.
1: Yeah, like that's really. Weird. I mean, not necessarily like a situation ship, but like just like, oh well, let's
0: like let's go to Miami. I'm like, I, like we haven't even been on a date. Nah, that's kind of crazy for me. Yeah. I, I, although I think I've heard a story of like that actually working and becoming. A relationship oh mm-hmm. you know what it was i posted it on my instagram page i had a series about traveling and relationships one of the questions was um if you're in a relationship who's expected to pay for the trip mm-hmm. because a lot of women felt like and this is just i think how you were raised where you were raised all yeah. that a lot of women felt like the guy should pay for everything that's just how it should go some mm-hmm. women felt like you know we should go dutch and split where other women was like the only dutch i know is the language the guy, <laughs> the guy needs to put up the money yeah um and then another and then some other women were saying like it just depends on who has it like that like you fit you talk yeah. about finances and figure it out yeah. but um yeah one of those other questions that i had was how early is too early to go on a trip with somebody
1: i answered that question oh you did I okay did. No, there's never too early. Okay. I have guys ask me that all the time like how early? I actually so this one guy he he asked me that on our first date. How early is it too early to go to go out the country with me? I that sleep. is
0: such an interesting thing though. It is.
1: And I was like, you know what? I'll go tomorrow. I don't care. Wow. Like I, I'm comfortable like that. And one of my male friends thinks I'm crazy. He's like, you go out the country with a stranger. I'm like, I do. I go out the country with strangers. Usually mm-hmm. it's strange women though. Mm. But I've never I've actually never gone out the country with a stranger as a man. But um I would do it. Like I don't I mean, as long as I have my own room. And I told him I was like, I said, I'm in, I may
0: not sleep in the same room with you, mm. but I was like, I'll go somewhere with oh, you. Oh, well that's that's <clears> that's setting the tone. I think I yeah. mean, yeah, I think if you set those kind of boundaries, then yeah. it, it makes it a little bit more comfortable because there is a certain going back to expectations. If we're going away together and sleeping in the same bed, I know yeah. for a fact guys definitely have of thoughts course. about that. So. Oh,
1: absolutely. But I would definitely like I guess to the original question, too. Um, I had another guy say, I'll pay for half of your flight and I'll pay for all the hotel. Mm. I thought that was pretty fair. Yeah. And I honestly I don't mind paying for myself as long as I have to pay for the entire hotel room because the big the biggest expense to me when I travel is the where I'm staying, the right. accommodations. So if I can split that with somebody, I'm okay with that. So I'm not one of those people that has to um, you know, I don't have to. Right. They don't have to pay for everything. I'm not really that person. But I just when guys say, Oh, I want to see you, I want you to come up here, then that's when I'm like, Okay, you got you gotta take care of something. Yeah, but um, but yeah, as far as vacation is I don't,
0: you know, I don't mind paying for myself. And another thing on that topic of guys finding you up to see them is like that's also not a vacation. So to have expectations like you're taking me out of my city to see you, which is convenient for you. You're buying your own convenience. Right. If you wanna if you wanna figure out what you're paying for, you're paying for your own convenience of not having to leave your town to see this person that you're trying to meet up with. So Absolutely, you're right. I just think fellas, like, yeah, yeah, get it together, man. We all here trying to find love out here in these streets. Don't, yes. don't come don't come with no expectations, no bull.
1: Exactly, or at least have the conversation. At least open it up so neither of y'all look crazy. Huh?
0: I can only imagine. <laughs> man, I've never been in that situation. If you have, I need you to share your story with me because I really want to know more about that dynamic of being somewhere and feeling uncomfortable because someone is putting the pressure on you to put out or not or maybe it doesn't happen in reverse if right. I had I'm trying to think if I had a sugar mama who was like baby I want to take you to come up and see me would I feel like oh she trying to get the D I gotta get her. probably <laughs> yeah I think you, but guys it's easier for y'all like it's easier for y'all to do
1: <laughs> but no pro, I, I'm sure most guys because if I said if I told some guy like oh I want to fly you if I had like money like that I would assume that he knows the expectations yeah, yeah, yeah. but again we are just assuming so it does need to be a conversation
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man traveling relationships always always an interesting combination man well Lexi it has been a pleasure to have you on the show
1: thank you so much for having me these are great conversations great
0: conversation man ATL I'm in here for a few more days hopefully link up with some more people show me a good time y'all um Anything else you want to leave? What you have coming up that people should know about? Where people can connect with you?
1: Um, okay, so my uh, blog is LexiWithTheCurls and then um, on uh, Instagram, LexiWithTheCurls, and then on Twitter is CurlyGirlLexi. Um, some of my new content coming up is I did a civil rights trip in Alabama, so I'm doing a lot. I li- saw that. Yeah, it that was dope. So, so dope. Like it was, it was such a great experience. It looked like a
0: moving situation. Like mm-hmm. it was like deep.
1: It it was. I cried. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't cry. I mean, I did a little bit in a cry at the slave castle, but I usually, usually my travel experiences don't make me cry, Mm -hmm. but it actually made me cry. So, um, I'm doing a lot more domestic um domestic posts also just to let people know like there are places that you can go domestically that are just amazing where you can learn about our history um i was in new orleans i did i went to the museum of free people of color just learning about our people in the states and just um looking into our history and how things were different all over yeah so um so yeah so that's like my travel content coming up um i'm always looking for travel buddies I, a lot of times when i meet people also i'm posting i post on instagram hey i'm gonna be here who lives here? Right. So I'm always looking like for travel buddies. So hit me up if you're down to travel. You know.
0: Dope. Dope, dope, dope. <laughs> All right, man. Soul Society 101, the podcast. We are out.